You're listening to the TMNT Minute Podcast. I'm GV from Partners in Crime, and you've got turtle power. Dueling Genre. Hey, what's that, April? Some kind of weird Japanese antique egg timer. Cappuccino? That makes me hyper. It seems the scepter has magic powers. Hold on, dudes. If April's back in feudal Japan, does that mean we, like, have to ride that scepter back through time to get her? It's equal mass displacement. Step back, dudes. I just brought us some heavy artillery. Hey, Casey. <laughs> Welcome back. T-minus two minutes and counting. Let's go, my dude. Okay, the inscription says open wide the gates of time. Work. All right, already. Let's go. Go with care, my son. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. I am Scott Tofty. This is the three times a week podcast where we are talking about the 1993 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sequel, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. The one with no subtitle. Uh, with me, as always, are our regular cast of Turtle co-hosts. Mr. Adam Sheehan's here. Hello. And Ms. Rachel Gatlin is here. Yes, we're here, but we're getting some weird feedback. Oh, that's me. Oh, How okay. about now? Yeah, our that's podcast better. reviews have not been great. No, that's not what I mean. <laughs> and that smart ass is Chris O'Connor. <laughs> yeah, it is. Feeling extra smart today. See, here's the thing is I have new technology this year, and every time I try to use the new technology, I screw up the new technology, so sorry. This Hopefully is, it won't bother our listeners, but anyway. We, this is why we can't have nice things. We do have nice things. That's the <laughs> point. They're, our things are very nice. They're so nice. Except those that, things. Those things. I wonder where the hell he got those things anyway. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Joining us for this batch of minutes, I guess it's 55 to 63 this week, is someone that we all know and love, and hopefully you guys all know and tolerate, uh, from <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles up from below, it's our game master, dungeon master, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Sean Jaffe's here. Hi, hey. Sean. Hey. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. We haven't seen you in so long. It's been forever. I miss you guys. We were Aww. we were still in quarantine the last time we saw you. And yeah, I know it's we're been still forever, in but quarantine. also like like a week. Yeah, it's that yeah. That, that weird timeless thing where yeah, it's, yeah. I guess it's been remember, all, like a year. Remember but. that thing where we did up from below as a way to like just not get bummed out at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, doesn't that feel like ten years ago now? <laughs> that was a long time ago. I I was I a need different to, person then. to stay not bummed out. <laughs> Sean is here. Uh, he he volunteered for this. I can't believe you volunteered to watch this movie with us. Um, I, I had I feel a like weird Sean, experience. Sean, tell us about your weird experience. I think I, I was talking about this before. I went, uh, where, uh, yeah, I, I started watching it, and I'm like, yeah, I remember this one. You know, it's got the, the, the pizza boy, and, and there's, like, the, the, the mutation. And, and, oh, I've never seen this one. I'm thinking of the second <laughs> one. <laughs> oh my god this is oh no <laughs> and there's so there's such a weird inconsistency going on that like <laughs> i was having a really hard time getting my head around it yeah, yeah i mean it's, it's a filmed film <laughs> it is something on 
film. That is true. I still kind of like it. There are some endearing moments that I want to talk about today, and I'm sure there's parts oh, today yeah, that you yeah. guys are going to want to shred to a T. So I can't wait to do that also. Um, but first, as we do with all of our first-time guests, Sean's actually never been on this main show before, so we have to do the Turtles Minute interview. Sean, how Ooh. do you come to love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? How were you introduced to the franchise? Um... So, my first uh, time, like like talking about the Ninja Turtles, I was at a uh, a summer camp, and I think it was like '86. And I remember some kid being like, "Okay, I'm going to tell you about this comic book, but don't laugh because it's awesome." <laughs> and I'm like, "All right." It's like, okay, there are these turtles. I'm like, ah, whatever, right? <laughs> like immediately out of the gate, but they're ninjas. Ah, no, stop. But then he like brought it in as this like, you know, like real serious black and white comic. I'm like, yeah, this is crazy awesome. Like, like another like six months later, and since I was a little kid, it was like 20 years later, uh, a bunch of my friends got together and they were like, okay, we're going to do this thing. You know Dungeons and Dragons, right? You heard of that? And I'm like, oh man, I've always wanted to do that. And they're like, okay, we don't have Dungeons and Dragons, but we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles role-playing game. And mm. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I want to do that. And they're like, uh, okay, here's how it works. You pick an animal, any animal, you're a Teenage Mutant Ninja, one of those. I'm like, <laughs> this sounds amazing! <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja, one of those, band name, Dibs. That is a good band name. I would listen to Teenage Mutant Ninja, one of those. Teenage Mutant Ninja, those things. Yeah, I made a, I made myself a Teenage Mutant Ninja chameleon. Ooh, uh, I was nice. the first character I ever played. And so that was what led me to be the person I am now. I, 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 I played the game twice, fell madly in love, and then went to summer camp the next year and spent the entire summer hiding in a supply shed with six other kids, like avoiding all of the, the camp activities and just running this game. And uh, it turns out that I was going to spend more or less the rest of my life hiding in a supply shed running games. That's kind <laughs> of an analog for what I've been doing ever since the summer of 1987. Um, and yeah, it's very weird because as somebody who is in the games industry, everyone, everyone, everyone in the games industry, tabletop role-playing games industry, uh, and some other parts of game. I've been in like video games. I've been in board games, card games. Everybody has a history with Dungeons & Dragons, but anybody that does tabletop role-playing games like I do started with Dungeons & Dragons. Everybody, except for my brother and I, were the only <laughs> ones we've ever met that are like, no, we came out of this with the turtles. <laughs> and so like, we had this religious experience at our first Gen Con when... You know, we were setting up all our stuff for our first booth. It was this, like, absolute crap fest edgelord game company that we threw together in the, like, late 90s called Sinister Creative. If you hear it, you hate me. Uh, that you, If you know what I mean, like, it's just, we, we sucked. Uh, but, like, the, the bright <laughs> spot in that story was that... Uh, you know, we were setting up at Gen Con and a bunch of people are like rolling their eyes like, oh, look at these edgelords, right? Every Gen Con, there's like three or four like game companies that are put together that are like, we're the new kids and we're going to dominate. And then they're gone the next year. Like, and we were those guys, right? And it was clear to everybody that we were those guys, except for us. So the only people that were nice to us <laughs> were these two middle-aged dudes that come over and like, hey, it's nice to see some new blood at the show. Like, it's good that you're here. And, uh, you know, like, just if there's anything you could 
you need, you know, will come help you. Like, oh, man, you guys are so nice. Who, you know, where, where, where are you from? And they're like, oh, uh, I'm Kevin Sabita, and this is Eric Wujic. We're over at the Palladium booth. And everybody was like, oh, that's really nice. And my brother and I are like, it would have been like if, like, you know, it was like, oh, I'm Luke Skywalker, and this is Chewbacca. Like, we're just... I'm here to rescue you. Our we're jaws the Star are on Wars the ground. Booth. We're like, you're the reason we're here. You guys are... And they were so sweet. And, like, it was really cool to get to meet those guys. And, like, you know, we brought out, like, this is the game book that got me. They signed it. I've got it. Got it here. This is my, Aww, my stuff. So that's my, my history with the Turtles. They, they are the reason I am the guy I am. It's because mm. I started running Ninja Turtles games. But it also means I have a really skewed idea of, like, the, the Turtles continuity. <laughs> like, I'm sort of peripheral to it. But, like, I knew the show. I knew the, the, the you know, the, the comic and all that. Um, but, like, you know, characters that are very important to me in their history are very obscure. Like, Victor... Uh, uh, Victor Feral, Dr. Victor Oban Feral, mm-hmm. the bad guy, uh, or the Terror Bears. You know, these are like <laughs> the road <laughs> cut references terror that I'm like, bears. like, oh, yeah, these guys are really important to the turtles, right? And <laughs> well, um, so- Sophie Campbell, the, stare. the current writer and artist of the, the Turtles comic book series on IDW, was a huge fan of the Palladium game back in the day, and she's been inserting a lot of that into the book. Yeah, I desperately want to have a conversation with this person. I, I really, really want to talk to them. I think that's going to probably happen sooner mm. and later when we get to I, I think you'll have that opportunity. I'm just going to put that out there. Anyway, uh, so Sean, welcome. It's nice to have you back. It's nice to see you. Thank you for sharing that history, but we got to unfortunately talk about Turtles 3 right now. <laughs> All right, so here we are. We're in minutes. 55 to 57 today starts with some uh, Japanese hockey hooligans and nice. ends with Raphael flying a kite. <laughs> like actually, you do. Actually flying a kite. Um, Rachel, you had a lovely uh, note here. I think it was you about the uh, – I think Casey offers the, uh, the, the hockey guys something at the beginning of this minute. He, they get a little riled up. Yeah, so – he says maybe you want to switch to herbal and you and I both had the same thought like like pot <laughs> did Casey just offer these guys weed that works for tracks. me man <laughs> I mean knowing helped. Casey knowing Casey he probably has a dealer or he's his own dealer who knows does Casey do weed or is oh. Casey like a severe Casey, coke okay, look, Ka- there's <laughs> there's a clear delineation between I mean, Casey from this movie and Casey from the first one where he, something has calmed him down. Like, he's got a Mary, Mary Tyler Warwick going on yeah. now. He's like, it's called prison, Sean. He went to jail because yeah, so, so he murdered our, a guy. Yeah, our prison head doesn't cannon, chill you out, I don't think, normally. Our, our headcanon is that he's he was in Rikers in the second movie. That That's makes why a he's lot not in the sense. second movie. And yeah, may, I, I don't know, maybe he, he found Zen or something, and like that's what calmed him weed. down. But it's... It's it's probably weed. It's most likely just weed. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So he offers some illicit drugs to these <laughs> time traveling friends of his. Uh. Hey, Adam. Can I put you on some research? Do you think you could maybe look up the actors who are playing the honor guard? I'm just curious if any of them are people that we would know from anything else, or if anyone knows these actors currently. I I don't recognize anyone from anything else, but that doesn't mean they didn't. I'm just curious to see what they did. Um. I will, be, I will be your Googler. Thank you, Googler. <laughs> the Googler. <laughs> the Googler. Sounds like a Batman villain. Who was that that's, a, that's a callback. A, uh, there's, to, there's, uh, there's a character actor. That's Batman. Clue Go- 
Googler. That's that's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's um, the Googler. The clue clown. The clue clown. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, oh. oh boy. So is that a, there's is that a Venture Brothers it villain? Is. The clue clown. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. That sounds right. Okay, we've derailed already. So Casey does this thing. He stands up, and he looks like he's going to square off. He's got his hockey stick in his hand. He's, like, all puffing his chest out. And I kind of love the gag where he's just like, what am I going to do? It's a four-on-one situation, five-on-one situation here. And he just grabs the TV remote and pops the TV on. And they're on. all samurai. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they're all <laughs> ancient Japanese samurai. Yeah, so I just love the whole, like, him. Yeah, there's, there's magic box scares the right, yeah. old-timey <laughs> people gag. How did they fit these tiny athletes into this box? We will so, rescue you. I, I have there a confession this... to make, which is that like when I first watched this, right, I just jumped directly into the scene without context <laughs> and watched oh it my. first. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy racist that like these Japanese guys don't know what a TV is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think um, made the TV? And then I watched it again. I, oh, they're from the past. <laughs> the All right. I, I would have to track it down, but there's this interview with Bjork from years and years ago where she's talking about the TV. And I, I don't know if she actually believes this or this is what she was saying, but she thinks that there are little people that live inside the elves. TV. Elves. The yeah. Elves. It's such I mean, a. Such Iceland. a Bjork, Bjork that's, thing that's to do. Kind of beautiful. I used to swear to uh, God that movies were just people behind the screen. Yeah, like I think everyone had that. You thought yeah, they were giant the people like, behind the screen. At what age well, is she believing this? Bjork. I mean, it was that's in the nineties. So she was superstar twenty something. Mm. Yeah, she was like an adult by then. I mean, but I mean, maybe she, it's it's possible that it was just whimsy. a bad translation. Now Rachel's no, going to no, look for no, this. No, no, no. It was, it was in English. <laughs> yeah. I have to find it now. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, she is Bjork. And yeah, she, she wears a swan. You know, what do you expect? She, yeah, I mean. Yeah, she's she's eccentric and Nordic or Icelandic. She she knew it was going to get people's attention. Um, yeah, she was good. I do love that Kenshin is, like, trying to grab into the screen to grab the small people. <laughs> yeah. Like, because <laughs> I guess what else would you do? Yeah, when you see a tiny human, you want to pick him up and hold him, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hey, Scott, I unfortunately do not have the bandwidth to Google anything for you. No, right <laughs> that's all right. That's fine. Okay, okay, I was wrong. She doesn't believe there's little people in there, but she's trying to explain how the TV works. I'll I'll send a link because it's <laughs> oh. very long. And she, yeah, she thinks it's like a little city inside the TV. It's great, but I'll. Just, so what I'll you're saying it. is this is worth our listeners looking up. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Throw it look, in the look Discord. Up, look up. Look up Bjork explaining television and just <laughs> just enjoy it. I can I can do that. Um. Okay. So some of these guys were on like CBS television. Some of them did some other movies yeah i'm just real quick looking through the honor guard right now because i feel like as a movies by minutes podcast this is sort of our job we kind of have what to we're talk supposed about to do this stuff yeah people um, expect this of us but it is this movie and oh man some of them wow sabrina the teenage witch alias one of them was the sushi chef on sabrina was a guard on alias okay. was in twin peaks mm. uh, as jonathan that is, um, who is that one? I think that was... Ooh, a named character. Uh, Mac Takano. We have Kent Kim, Steve Akahashi. Akahoshi. 
Um, and let's see, some of we have Midway Ryan. I don't know these movies. Uh, that guy didn't seem to do too much. I know this is thrilling, thrilling, very entertaining <laughs> audio right now. Ken Kensei. Who's Ken Kensei? This one has a picture. Mm. Ken Kensei was in Thor The Dark World, the official game, as a voice. I know. I got you excited. Oh, for hey. Adam's ears perked up. He's like, Thor? I know this one. <laughs> uh, he was apparently on The Late Show with David Letterman as David Letterman. Akio Toyota. Was he a comedian on the late show did he oh, have I, a character I, I feel like this is only generating more questions he was on the <laughs> rock wow so wait, they, it sounds like they were they're character actors they they, yeah, they, were they, all they did their thing actors. they yeah. worked they're that guys yeah they're, they're, they're a bunch of that guys Pack of that I, guys i do like what draws them into the tv is the hockey organ because who doesn't love a hockey organ I mean, when's the last time you watched a hockey game and the organ was that loud? Is there a hockey organ? I don't watch hockey. Yes. Does, or, does hockey yeah. have organs? There's actually an organ player at some hockey games. I think it's, it's a not player. a pipe organ anymore. It's a keyboard. But yeah, there's a guy, sure. at least down at the Wells Fargo huh. Stadium. I want that job so bad. Like, I don't even know how to play the organ, but that would be awesome. <laughs> Baseball stadiums <laughs> usually have an like just, organ player. Just making a whole career out of bump, 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 bump. It's a, ma- bump. a major plot point in Strange Brew, which is an underrated movie. <laughs> Great film. The Didn't hockey our organ. friend Brendan work as a pipe organ player at a ballpark? No. What no? a job. <laughs> I, th- I so think the whole, we've like, often said he should. Okay. But no. Like Japanese samurai hockey player thing brought me back to a different movie. And that was like, since this was the thing I was studying this, I put it in my notes that like, this isn't the first time we've seen a Japanese samurai hockey player because everybody thinks that the original, like, like ancient Japanese warrior named Sub-Zero was... Yes. Uh, a uh, was from Mortal Kombat, but Chris actually so he was excited, a hockey Chris. player from Running Man. Yes! <laughs> and All he right, fought Chris. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm going to let you guys just talk for a minute, Chris and Sean. <laughs> yeah, as you got started on there, I'm like, oh, please let it be Running Man. Please yeah. let it be Running Man. Oh, and and I hadn't it, thought and I about like, it for so years. Happy. I'm like, oh, man. Like, I want like an all, like, I want like a like an ancient Japanese samurai, like Mighty Ducks 5 or whatever they're at should be like samurai <laughs> Like hockey movie, I think well, that there's there's, this, there's the there's Mighty Ducks TV show. I don't think they're gonna have, there's going to be no samurai there. I'm you know I'm really interested to see what the uh, the the Running Man remake is going to be like. That's going to be really cool. Um, you you are aware of that, right? Uh, yeah. Like Edgar Wright is making oh, Edgar Wright. I'm psyched. Okay, yeah. I'm back on board. I'm All right, psyched. yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> Edgar um, Wright, and, I feel like he could do it. Yeah. But yeah, Sub Zero in the Running Man, like with his big stupid like goalie stick with a blade on it. Oh like, yes, uh, right. And like, uh, how did how did he take him out? Did he, he just like, like wrapped him in a net or something? In, right, in there like was... razor wire. He like wrapped him up in razor yeah, wire. Yeah, I, I don't know. He, yeah, it, and it like was... he ki- and then the next guy has a chainsaw and he kills the guy with his own chainsaw. Yeah, and then but then he gets on the camera and he's like, Oh, never attack the hero with a chainsaw. Oh, You're going man, down. It's... You're going so down if you attack like, the hero with a chainsaw. Now Sub-Zero is just plain Zero! Oh, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's so good. I love it. I am, I am now, some of the best I'm now angry stuff. at the new uh, uh, Mortal Kombat movie because I know it won't have that line in it. No, oh. it will not. It, it will should. Not. It should. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. That new Mortal, Mortal Kombat it's, movie uh, came out yesterday as we're recording this, and yeah. my Twitter feed I, is filled with Angry people who but watch it. Yeah. At the same time, uh, 
Um, I'm not surprised it was bad because a it's Mortal Kombat and b yeah. the other Mortal Kombat movie was bad. Yeah, that like, first movie is first precious. Was fun. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's the second one was one garbage. Is, is delivering exactly it's, what you want. And yeah. this one is—it's <clears throat> the kind of movie like okay, you you're having a sleepover and you eat yeah. like four pizzas and watch this bad movie. Yeah. Like that's what I, it's there exactly. for. I, you I had watched, me at eat four pizzas. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna I, I, watched, <laughs> I watched I watched it last night, and for the first like eh, like at, for the for the first half uh, up to a certain point, I, uh, by the time this comes out, and if you've wanted to see the Mortal Kombat movie, you've seen it. So when they have the first like flawless victory fatality, where he like splits her down the middle with his mm. buzzsaw hat, uh, from like up to that point, it was straight. It was it was pretty much a waste of my time. But from that point on, I was standing up, just slapping my knee, like this is the just greatest, dumbest, stupid. Like it's a bad movie, but it's one of those things that's so bad it's fun. Can can you address a major concern of mine? Because if you've hmm? seen it, I have a question about this. Okay, this, what's your, this what's your huge question? thing? Right. Speaking as somebody who's coming from a place of absolute trauma about this, mm. the reason that the and, and I've had this conversation with a bunch of my friends. The reason the trailer freaks me out and makes me not want to see it is because like there seems to be an enormous amount of effort placed in the trailer on a character named like Cole Williams or something, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't even remember his name. I don't. But yeah, care about Cole. I don't care. Don't put Cole in the Transformers. Don't put Cole in in uh, Mortal Kombat. Don't put Cole in Ninja Turtles. Don't put Cole Don't anywhere. Danny this movie. No one yeah. cares about Cole. I'm sorry if you're listening that, to this and your name is Cole. That is my, get that your is own my movie. Main, that is my main criticism of all the, the newer Godzilla movies. I don't care about the humans. Yeah, I'm saying like, I there's no reason Kaiju. to insert a new character into Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Well, but can, well, same the, thing with the, the, yeah. He's a pretty big focus, so oh well. What same is thing he with doing Sonic there? the Hedgehog, and like, there's no I Johnny Cage. I don't need Cyclops and Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. We don't need that guy at all. Just give me Sonic. And yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Marsden. I'm gonna bring this back around because <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like oh, yeah. by oh, yeah. the time this comes out, all of this will have been covered in depth on yeah, yeah, some yeah, yeah. dueling genre show. That's yeah, true. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually might be talking about. We'll join our Patreon so you can listen to us talk about these things further. Yeah. Um. However. It is a new line cinema film, so mm. that brings us back oh, nice. to Ninja Turtles. <laughs> We're in the family. That's We're there. Good. That. Um, okay, so we cut from this hockey samurai mm. TV gag, right? To and Casey's like, "Hey, we're not even in the playoffs yet." What does that have to do with anything? And they're still not, they don't even know what playoffs are. Stop it, yeah. Casey. Um, but we Ho- cut to side note: hockey is exciting even when it's not an exciting hockey game. I'm, I'm just gonna say that they they felt like they had to have like everybody had like the the dialogue for this live action and there were two different live action movies happening and the Lots dialogue jokes. all felt very much like the animated show dialogue, mm, mm-hmm. like where yeah. every third line has to be a one liner. And I like yeah. kind of got over that quickly, but everybody it's like, like a Roger you know, Moore James Bond movie. They keep sitting up and being like, "Ah, oh, who turned out the lights?" And I like yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I half I expect that Casey to look directly in camera when he's delivering some of <laughs> he's these. He's kind of doing that, and then like you know, it cuts to a commercial for Pizza Hut. It's fine. Right? <laughs> um, we cut to ancient Japan, and we have a very strong blacksmith who is trying to build a scepter Donatello is not approving. And at Wait, the same d- time, Michelangelo is inventing pizza? I guess. <laughs> I, I just want to step back just Failing one beat. Oh, pizza. sorry. Go ahead. Um, there's this moment with Splinter, like, staring <laughs> off and, like, 
they're doing that thing where like the, he's hearing the line from earlier in the movie in his own head, but oh, he's yeah. smiling. Like he's supposed to be worried in this 60 scene. Sixty hours. <laughs> yeah. But he looks hours. he looks so content. Like his <laughs> this pu- this is a bad puppet. Yeah, he looks like a dog that just had a really nice dinner. Like he's just just very content. <laughs> Someone's Casey's over there scratching his belly. <laughs> yeah, good boy. I'm sure you guys have covered this before, but like the suits are different here, right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And it's like, a different and that company. Was jarring, but like. The heads are worse, but the bodies are better. Like the bodies, like you can tell they're they're able to move, and then the, they're not doing yeah. like the the sausage nunchucks anymore. They're like actually doing like martial arts again, and they're, they're they look a little bit more alive. But the heads have that like Chuck E. Cheese vibration whenever they talk. Yeah, they're really bad. <laughs> so it's not just us that noticed it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've been I I haven't been able to shut up about yeah, that I, on this I show think, so far. I think in every scene where Turtle is talking, they had to edit out the like. Of the mouth. <laughs> of those giant teeth. Yeah. But I just, yeah, the, I love the sound effect, Rachel. Thank you. <laughs> like the whole head vibrates when they speak. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really like glaringly obvious in a minute or two when he's like talking to Yoshi about like, yeah, it's, you know, you it's should real be a kid. bad when he talks to like Yoshi. His, his face is like, yeah. It's weird. So, yeah. So, Mikey invents pizza. Yeah, of course. So I, I didn't look this up because we're frisbees. I didn't. Um, did bread even exist in Japan? Uh, I feel uh, like bread yes. had to have. Like uh, probably not bread the way we think about yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's like uh, if I recall correctly, it was it wouldn't have been common, um, but it was available. Certainly, you know, Europeans made bread when they were there. It uh, seems like they, one of the first things would that Michelangelo people, like have been able to things. Uh, would yeah, he have been look, able I, to find the ingredients to make pizza dough? Mm. Well, I mean, mm. they make noodles. I mean, there's plenty of noodles in Japan, by the yeah. way. Right? Yeah, like the turtles in the cartoon and, and, and sometimes in the comics, whenever they sort of address the pizza thing, it seemed like the turtles' criteria for pizza, and this is weird for people from New York who tend to be like really <laughs> snobby about it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But like their criteria for pizza is like food that is round. <laughs> right, <laughs> or like, food on a round serving. Yeah, well, like what is this pizza? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a cookie with ketchup on it. We win, you know. Like it's like so. any. <laughs> so unlike some other New Yorkers, they'd go to Chicago and be like, "This pizza is delicious." Exactly, this pizza like, is they're a on casserole. board for whatever. Like, and and if it could use if some they stink don't bugs. like it, yeah, they're gonna throw like weird crap on there. They'd be like, yeah. "Jelly beans, um, earwax." I just feel like it, number one, I looked up, Oh, solo mio. That song was written in 1898. So it's still a future song, right? Uh-huh. So it's an old song, but it's not that old. Uh, not ancient Japan old. But number two, like, dude, this is your one job, Michelangelo. You are one thing on this team, and it's the pizza guy. And you, like, he cooks it to the point where it is rock hard. Yeah. Come on, man. Buddy, do better. That's, that's in bad. his defense, he is attempting to cook a pizza at a blacksmith shop. I mean, you've got fire, you've got an oven. That doesn't. T- you don't need like a computer and an engineering degree to make a pizza into a pizza. I guess, but I mean, like, I don't think he's. Yeah, he's bad. Nothing is, so, is the right equipment to do this. Like he's so having a hard I, time. I, I did look up Japan's history with bread. Mm-hmm. It didn't come to Japan until the mid 16th century, and that was bought, brought by the okay. Portuguese. Okay, so 50 years before this. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So but, we're getting into however, a uh, Marty McFly situation. Yeah. However, at some point, 
some point in the early 17th century, Christianity was banned. And I guess when they banned Christianity, they banned bread. <laughs> I um, mean, that makes sense. They're kind of tied together in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly. Take it, take yeah, it from, and a uh, bread recipe, um, from the Jew. There's, can, there's a lot of from, bread in Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> a bread recipe can be found in a Japanese sweets book from 1718. So, yeah, there we and go. Their, their and their word for bread is pan, which is from... It's close to the Portuguese I was word. Say, that's got to be from the Latin, almost, right? Portuguese. Yeah, yeah I think so, Portuguese. Yeah, because Latin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. those Which were the guys. How? I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, but yeah. So yeah, Christianity got banned, and then they were like, "No more bread." Yeah. Yeah. Today, no, no Jesus, and also none of that delicious fluffy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Today in Japan, that he's Christianity makes up less bread. than one percent of the po- you know Christians in in Japan account for less than one percent of the population, but they love bakeries. Yeah, <laughs> Japanese bread is is. They do delicious. a good job. Um, I also would like to point out that this is once again just Back to the Future Three. Mm-hmm. How is it that in a time travel movie, the third movie of a franchise that were released within just a couple of years of each other, they both have a stupid frisbee gag in them? Mm. Hmm. Good point. Like, is it, it, I, I, I mean, I know the temptation to copy great time travel movies is there but like that seems like a bit of a a, a reach to me i don't know that we this, need this although i do love like the reaction really going to out the of frisbee gag to like ground itself in the 90s though that's there's, true there's a lot of 90s references and it might have been intentional mikey tosses the the frisbee and it hits the blacksmith and donnie starts mouthing off at him and he's like it was Mikey with the thing with the lady and he does like his best Jerry Lewis impression yeah. which I can only guess is not really Jerry Lewis but is instead maybe like an Animaniacs gag like what I, I'm trying to well, figure again, out like, the point of Animaniacs reference Animaniacs wasn't for, around yet there is a weird like tumbling yeah. boxes situation where like yeah, he probably wasn't referencing Jerry Lewis directly, or like the multiple like Three Stooges references weren't directly Three Stooges, but referencing cartoons that reference those things. Right. Yeah, because every cartoon know, at the time was doing that. I didn't know who Jerry Lewis was as a kid, but I knew the Animaniacs <laughs> reference. The telethon guy. Yeah. Freud Laven. Freud Laven. Yeah, he that, was big in France. Yeah. <laughs> Huge in yeah. France. I don't think I've ever actually watched any Jerry Lewis stuff, but I've seen lots of things do Jerry Lewis. It's yeah. like Seinfeld again. It's yeah. like you don't have to actually listen to Seinfeld. You could just listen to great it, impressions. What's the deal of with Jerry Lewis? <laughs> it's it's like it's like Ed Wynn. Everyone Wynn. has an Ed Wynn impression, but like Correct. Ed Wynn's been in three things, maybe. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's dismissed. Or like did, a like a WC or WC was, Fields rather. Did Edwin play the Mad Hatter? Or was a guy doing Edwin? I think that was Edwin. Okay. Yeah, which one's Edwin? Edwin's so, the uh, the why they? Oh, oh right. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Snaggletooth. Uh, Snagglepuss. Yeah. Yeah. Snagglepuss. Yeah. That's it. Snaggletooth was a guy from Star Wars. That's different. But Snagglepuss was not Edwin. No. Like that's someone doing an, a bad Edwin right. Yeah. Impression. No, that's in. Yeah. <laughs> Batman the animated series. Adam, you just talked about it. Mark Hamill doing his Edwin yeah. as mm-hmm. the Joker, pretending to be some other person. Like, yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, so. Then we cut to Raphael, and well, we cut to these this crew of children running, and then Raphael just abducts one of them. Yeah, this kid's um, bowl cut is so distracting. Yeah, I mean, nineties. Like, they made no attempt. They gave him a little top knot, but just kept the bowl cut. Yeah, I mean, how long do you think the Japan scenes took to film? Like this village stuff. 
I mean, you're dealing with children and horses, so where did probably they shoot this? As pretty quick long. as they can. Uh, Oregon, right? This was in Oregon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, I thought it was like because there's like a couple like really beautiful shots of this movie, like you know, mountains in the Oregon's distance. Oregon's pretty. Oregon is pretty. <laughs> All of our Oregon listeners like, dude, screw you, Sean. Oregon? My God. Olymp- <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I thought it was someplace more exotic than The Oregon. Willamette Valley. I, like they, <laughs> I didn't think they actually Delaware. went to Japan, but I thought maybe like they used Hawaii or something for some of it. I wasn't sure. No, they didn't spend Hawaii that Hawaii is expensive. Mm. Um, Oregon but, is not. I mean, Rachel, you, you, like, you like Raph with the kids. I think it's really cute, yeah. Uncle um, Adam seems to like Raph with the kids a little less. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I just like that that Raph has the audacity to tell a little kid that he needs to watch his temper. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's real rich coming from him. Yeah. Can but I say something, something weird? Yeah. Is that during that entire scene, and I might be blowing a little smoke up your ass here, during that entire scene, like where he's like, no, you, you, you take care of yourself and control your time. Like, and like hating himself for it. Like the entire time I was picturing like Chris in the suit doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he Chris portrayed such a good Raphael. So well. Like I was like, yeah, that's you would say it like that. Below. That was, that felt right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chris, you're such a good actor. Um, but I kind of, I sort of like Thank this. You. Okay, I'll, I'm going to give it a little bit of credit, even though it is kind of a hokey scene. But we have this sort of angry Raphael in movie one, and he gets a little better because he's kind of got to be in charge of Kino in movie two. And by movie three, it's like, does Raphael kind of finally have his shit sorted out? Did, did Raph have an arc with his anger? Did Turtles 3 complete the Raphael angry turtle arc? Well, he did throw his sigh into a boombox at the beginning of the movie, so no. Oh, mm. yeah, that's right. Mm. I forgot. <laughs> Okay, never mind. I was reaching. I tried. I failed. I mean, not um, not to get not to get too arc. deep, but you know, mental health is a constant journey. So <laughs> he's probably always going to be angry, but maybe now he's come to terms with it. Like, yeah, he's found right. ways to be more constructive with it. He's found outlets. Yeah, he sees a little yeah, kid I'm... like this. He's like, you know, the fact that I'm like this doesn't mean you have to be like this, right? Like that's. <sighs> Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's kind feudal of Japan. That's, I I, I mean, have given him bad advice here. Just in the last <laughs> five minutes, taken like eight screenshots of ridiculous faces. Yeah, <laughs> you've been sharing them with us in our chat, and it's pretty pretty magnificent. The stupid faces that are coming out of these. Raphael's turtle smile is, <laughs> and the problem is the eyelids. It wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for like the droopy stoned eyelids on top of it. <laughs> Yeah, that that one screenshot of Leonardo uh, holding Yoshi when he pulled him out of the the the, the burning fire. building. Yeah, it's hysterical. He just looks <laughs> stoned. He's just like, "Hey, you know." The other thing that kind of bugs me about the costumes in this movie, and it's been a steady progression, is that the knots on the bandanas are once again just they they're getting bigger. They look so much bigger in like, this film. They look like a bow. Like, big decorative bows. Like a big Sailor Moon bow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Can I ask I, a question as somebody a by little the power bit of more the turtle, peripheral I will to this? punish you. What was Go that, ahead, Sean? Sean? And this has bothered me ever since I was a kid. Why are they called? They're clearly ribbons, right? Like, they're not bandanas. Bandanas go over your entire head. They're wearing... <laughs> 
They're like domino masks or really just ribbons with holes in them. Mm. I, I love it. The I, turtles all I, have ribbons in their hair. I don't know. I don't know, man. And it's not very ninja-y. Is if that anything, ever they addressed? look like bank robbers, yeah. right? I, I, know. I know there's like a weird history to it, but even in like they talk about like in, in, in the black and white comics, they were all supposedly wearing the same color red, which didn't make any sense in a black and white comic. And then they would show the covers <laughs> and they were all wearing red. And then, you know, you can only tell them apart by the weapons. So I appreciate the cartoon for like, yeah, we're going to have to differentiate these guys. But still, like just the term bandana is like, where did that come? They're, they're definitely not bandanas. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm I, if if I'm overstepping here. Like I don't, I don't oh, know if they've Sean, ever. Sean, have you them... listened to our show? That's all we do. <laughs> I don't know Go if ahead, they've Adam. ever called them bandanas like in canon. I think they're just masks. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. like people refer to them as bandanas because it's a familiar term for whatever. But that again, is. I respect. There's certain places you don't go, right? Like I've been, you know, into Transformers my whole life, and if people are like, "How does Megatron go from a little gun to a 30 foot robot?" and I just get out, <laughs> get out, shut up and get out, How put on your shoes you? and leave. So I understand this might be that kind of question, and I'll just drop no, it. But I just no, it's, just, it's a question we frankly never heard. Um, uh, are there a couple of like comic book, uh, you know, sort of character designs where they have like a full hood and then so like a mask under? They don't I, have the bandana. There are versions. Those actually look better. There are versions that and it's more uh, of a ninja. Kevin and Peter designed where they had like the it's the mask, but it goes all the way over the top of the head. And yeah, that, that would be like more like a bandana, like Daredevil. Yeah, like Daredevil. Rachel, like go that, ahead. I feel like that's in the newer cartoon series. One of them has like a full. I think thing. in yeah. Rise, yeah, Rise. Raphael yeah, might. Rise, yeah. Um, but it was also it also showed up in the Next Mutation. I think yeah. a couple of them had the full head bandana in Next Mutation as well. Mm. I tried so rewatching that also a, like Iron a year Fist. or two ago. <sighs> yeah, I, I I refuse to take any of Michael Bay's designs in any way <laughs> as any sort of. Oh, canon it definitely showed up in the Michael Bay movies. That's yeah. true too. Yeah, Adam, you were saying sorry. I, I I was just saying I tried to rewatch the next mutation a few years ago and got like five minutes in. <laughs> it's it's, it's that well, that's true. all the time <laughs> we have for today, folks. <laughs> was that the one with uh with Venus? Yes, that's yeah. the one with Venus. Oh, that was yeah. like that kind of Power Rangers you one. That's what yeah. That, that yeah. actually crossed over with Power Rangers. It was actually point, yeah. it was actually um I, I'm pretty sure it was produced by Saban. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. Um. Hey, listen, guys. That's that's. These minutes. Does anyone have anything else for fifty-five to fifty-seven? No. Did we miss anything? Oh, there was a those things joke that we missed. When oh, where Raph was is, it? When Raph is talking to Yoshi, he points over to the kite, like, "Yeah, go fly one of those things." Aww. So it it <laughs> I, comes back. I had, and he also he also has a kids joke. <laughs> Uh, ah, kids. it's it's kids. like the man. This is heavy of Back to the Future. It's like that one comes back in every version of the the live action turtles. Yeah, I had um, two notes that that uh, I made, and they're pretty quick. Go ahead. Um, which was like they keep referring to the turtles as Kappa, right? And that mm-hmm. kind of adds up. But like again, you know, coming from this world of like. World of Darkness and Dungeons and Dragons, I kind of know what a Kappa is. And it's like, yeah, all right, it's kind of a turtle guy. I mean, it's got other stuff going on, but I could see where that would be your default. But, like, you know, I kept coming back to, like, what do these guys think Splinter is? Like, there's, like, kind of a Hengioki thing that that could be. But, like, under no circumstances would they be okay with, like, Kappa are bad news. So I get, like, that. But they seemed awfully cool with, like, this weird rat, right? That should have also been a giant problem. That's an interesting point. That 
mammals are fluffier and more fun. They, they never really had, like, they didn't faint, did they? Doesn't no. everyone always <laughs> no, faint when Splinter yeah. shows up? They were remarkably cool with, like, a rat guy, which, again, in that mythology, also not great. They're Probably like a <laughs> Puppy. Yeah, and, and the, the <laughs> other uh, the other note I made was uh, the line when, when, like, you know, Raph's, like, trying to, like, calm Yoshi down. He's like, nobody's going to die. And I think he was like, you know, he hadn't seen Wit yet. So he's like, because Casey's not here. But of course he was wrong. <laughs> so that's, you know. Oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> um, I'm not supposed to talk about stuff that happens later. No, it's okay. It's fine. We've all yeah, unfortunately seen this, this movie. film. It's, it's fine. All right. So listen, that's, that's it for 55 to 57. Sean, where can we regularly hear your lovely voice? Or, um, or how can people get in touch with you to get services that you might provide to them. I did not mean to make that, that sound, sound sexual. That I apologize. Hell <laughs> yes. Dude. <laughs> Need to work on that. Uh, well, there's uh, uh, broadcast uh, underscore 13.com. That's, that's our GM site. Uh, and uh, it's me and a few others. And uh, you name the game setting, anything, and we can put something together for you. Uh, if you want to do, like, Star Trek, if you want to do Star Wars, if you want to do, like, your own thing that's, like, I don't know, robots on the moon or dragons versus angels, whatever you come up with, we'll run it. Just tell us what you want. Uh, and then I have been doing, uh, you know, the, the podcast Not a Test, uh, which is the Rememorex podcast, the uh, game of suburban 80s horror that uh, I have done with Nerdy City. Um, and we're going to be circling a second season of that soon. Um, so, yeah, that's where you find me. Look, uh, Rememorex, not a test, and uh, Broadcast 13, uh, tabletop role-playing. Awesome. And then I should also mention, we'll talk about this tomorrow, but Sean's going to be joining us on a new Dueling Genre podcast as well that we'll talk a little bit about. But for the crew here... Make sure you guys uh, go listen to Adam on Wednesday, right? That's coming up soon. Listen to Tales from the Short Box on Wednesday, right, Adam? Uh, Do it, do it, do it. And then you should also probably listen to Chris on True Believers, right, Chris? That's right. Discussing everything going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's awesome. And if I have a show by the time this comes out, listen to that too. I don't know. I Go know listen to I Rachel on I don't, everybody. I don't know what I'll be doing then. We're, we have some ideas kicking around, you and I. We'll get to yeah, that yeah, eventually yeah. too. Um, but anyway, DuelingGenre.com is where you find all these great things. Make sure you subscribe to become a Patreon supporter. And we will see you guys on Wednesday here for minutes 58 through 60. Yeah, on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. Bye, everybody. I mean, I won't so really bye. see him. Uh, Calabanga. <laughs>